heard tales of your kind, Witcher. You're a mutant. Created by magic. Roaming the continent. We don't want your kind here. Hunting monsters. For a price. I thought you'd have fangs or horns or something. I had them filed down. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, where we bring you the strengths and shortcomings of the movie industry. I'm your host, Christian, and today I will be doing an in-depth review of Netflix's new show, The Witcher. And jo joined with me today is our guest of the hour and one of my good friends, Jared. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing swell, Christian. How are you doing? I'm 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 doing pretty good, man. I mean, I'm a little bummed that it's a uh, you know Sunday. Got work tomorrow, but uh, I, I I have one quick question for you. Um, have you tossed the coin to your Witcher? <laughs> There's so many different remixes actually on Spotify. The one that the one that's trending is the cover of it, and it was really difficult to find the actual original like you gotta go deep into the albums dude i just if you want to hear that song just go on youtube it's left of a hassle <laughs> yeah i i know what you mean i yeah because on spotify there's that one, one really good cover of the song but i actually i yeah, did dig on youtube and i found show. right i found the one on the tv from the tv show that the bard that's sings. the best one that is the best one yeah because everyone's like oh look at this awesome cover it's like that's a cover. Where's the original sound? Like I, I want the original file, and I found it. Exactly. Found it. <laughs> when it played but, in that uh, episode, Ed... I just like. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Did you uh, feel a little bit happy there? <laughs> yeah, I felt happy. You know, at first I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be cringy, and then I was like, wait a minute, this they actually put some, you know, like an orchestra behind it, and I was like, damn, that actually was really good. And, you know, add that to like a study playlist or whatever. Right. Yeah. But anyway, everybody. Um, and uh, before we begin uh, today's review, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. So the way this is going to work, we're pretty much just going to talk about uh, season one of The Witcher all around. Um, you know, we don't have to go episode by episode. But um, main reason why I wanted to bring Jared on was because, you know, he's a um, he's a big Witcher fan like me. And we're, there's mm -hmm. like two of us in the group, to be completely honest, not like everybody like likes the Witcher or has seen it. And I was like, yo, we have to do a recording. I think in a group, it's mostly people just haven't or quote unquote, haven't had time to do it because uh, mm -hmm. I don't I, I, I haven't heard anything negative from anybody. But like, bro, come on! Like, it's a big excuse, dude. Like, how many years? It's been, it's been four, five years now for the base game. Five four years. years for the first DLC and three for the second one. Like, or no, no, it's been four or five years total. Just like, dude, like, get to it. Like, I, I don't. Like, come on. <laughs> okay, I mean, honestly, I I kind of fall victim to that myself because, as you know, Listen, I at least played you played the base game, game. though. Yeah, that's true. I did because I'm proud of myself for that, like a lot. But yeah, but like you just gotta go get through. to the DLC. There's no excuse there. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wh- whatever. I- <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. I promise you I will. I actually thought about playing it today, and I was like, man, you know what? I really want to catch up and rewatch Star Wars The Clone Wars before Season 7 comes out. So that's what I've been pretty much doing all day, uh, cleaning up around the house, getting ready for tomorrow, you know, doing my um, my meal prep and whatnot. But, hey, what can I say? But um, yeah. let me read the uh, synopsis here really quick for everyone listening uh, so they can kind of get a general understanding of uh, if they've never heard of The Witcher or kind of want to get into the show themselves. So the synopsis reads that Geralt of Rivia <laughs> a solitary monster hunter struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than beasts. Uh, created by Lauren Schmidt and stars uh, Henry Cavill, Freya Allen, Anya Chalorada, Ch- Chalora, and Chalatra. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm messing stuff up. And um, I don't even just, know. If just I'm just, just name a few. <laughs> but um yeah yeah i mean the, so the, that's, the biggest that's the three draw, main yeah biggest draw well yeah well yeah. yeah we yeah the three the three main characters i mean the big draw is henry cavill right and then you have the girl well, who plays yeah. siri uh freya allen and then the girl who plays jennifer uh anya uh Chalor, Chal, i cannot Chalatra. talk today chalatra there we go so it looks yeah. like according to imdb um uh, Henry Cavill's in eight episodes, so Siri and Anya uh, Yennefer is in seven episodes. Which you know, for yeah. this this story, this this pretty much for everyone also listening, it pretty much goes from the books. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, it kind of takes more from the books than it does the video games, and you don't need to necessarily um, read the books or what or play the video games to know what's going on. You know what I mean? So on that note. If people did want to know what was like, if they did want to have better understanding, the books, um, I think there's like, I think it's like eight books, maybe nine books on the Witcher series. I know two of which are just a collection of short stories. Um, and then the other four, and then the other like five or six, um, are like, uh, actual like novels, novelizations. So this first, season has to do with like a bunch of short stories from the very first Burke uh, book and Burke <laughs> a very first book <laughs> which was just a collection of short stories um and then the first novel which is called um I, I think sort of destiny I'm not positive um yeah I so think, that was basically yeah, the that's overarching what we both started reading thing. yeah the first yeah. the first one is just called um something 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 dark side yeah, well, Sorry, uh, <laughs> the first book with all the short stories is called The Last Wish, which actually is the story where Geralt first meets Yennefer, which is one of the episodes um, where he saves her from a gins, uh, from messing with a gin because she doesn't know what she's doing with it. Um, and that's their the, the last wish because the gin is a genie, so it gives you three wishes. And so her last wish, yep. well, it's never clear what it is other than that. It somehow links their destinies together. Um, even in the books, it's not well, clear. Yeah. So well, technically it was right. So technically it was, the, it was under um, Geralt's control. And then I was actually yeah. going to ask you, uh, what, um, so what, what do you think Geralt wished for? 
because the djinn said, you know, you can wish not to be a witcher again. And the look on his face, he was like, oh, my God, are you serious right now? <laughs> he was like, oh, finally. And then, yeah, we, we never know what he wishes for. And then after that, him and Yennefer have a nice little uh, uh, pile drive, I guess you could say. But... <laughs> uh. I mean, it is what it is, but I, I guess, so uh, really quick, I wanted to ask you, Jared, so what were your initial thoughts about um, the Witcher series being announced and Henry Cavill starring in his role? Like, when you first heard about it, like, what were your initial thoughts? Like, were you excited? Were you kind of like, eh, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, I was extremely excited, actually, um, because the games were so well uh, uh, thought out, especially The Witcher 3. And from what I had read of the books, which isn't very much, to be honest, um, they were extremely well, I'm going to say translated, because um, Andrzej Sapkowski, the creator, wrote them in Polish initially. Also, when right. I first uh, was playing, playing the when The Witcher 2 came out or whatever, and I was playing that, I actually looked up, there was a previous Witcher TV show that was on Polish television, um, they had like, I think a season or two or maybe more. And I did watch the first season of it and I did heavily enjoy it. So I was excited to see them like revamp the series, but actually make it able to reach a broader audience. Um, and I was also already a fan of Henry Cavill, uh, because his depiction of Superman, like, like, you know, you know, pe people like to like, you know, shit on Superman and everything. But I, I think his depiction of Superman and Man of Steel is excellent um he was like perfectly cast as that um and just uh, i started a fanboy over it over the witcher thing and also henry cavill i thought he was right. perfectly chosen too because he plays video games and he's read and he's reads the witcher book so he knows what he's doing um yeah so i i mean and obviously his his, his deliverance was extremely well done um, yeah i i totally agree with you there i would definitely have to say that everyone in this show has their their deliverance their performance um was very uh well well thought out and well put together so um uh, so you would say that like the show met your expectations because it definitely met mine for sure i will say like during the first episode for like the first um maybe like the first 20 minutes or so it was very slow at first but i was like okay you know let's let, let's let, let's keep it going but like after i got over like that 20 minute hump like it's supposed to be that fight scene at the very end when um when he meets uh what's her face oh my god i can't remember um from run, the very run first free, run free yeah run free yeah run yeah. free the woman in the Dude, red how sick yeah yeah how sick was that freaking fight at the very end like i don't think i've ever like oh my gosh no, that was apparently uh, it was one of the best uh, coordinated like fights in like uh, in uh, like cinema because I was watching the I was watching these fencing guys analyze um, like sword fighting and major things, and he was saying like like the the stuff that they did in The Witcher is like legitimate sword fighting, like what he was doing, and he didn't actually mess up at all. Whereas like you have like other fantasy sword fighting, where they're doing crazy tricks and stuff, and it's just like it, it's like it's like idiotic what they do because you could just strike them in the middle of them doing their fancy trick or whatever but apparently all their the sword fighting in the witcher was like very cold and calculated is and it was really it was very well done yeah it really was like i don't think i've seen an amazing fight like that in a very long time i know a lot of people have been comparing 
uh, The Witcher 2 Game of Thrones. I don't necessarily agree with that because with I, I don't Game agree of Thrones, with that either. Yeah, like like with Game of Thrones, people need to understand and realize, yes, there are dragons. Yes, there are, um, you know, there's there's tons of other like fantasy creatures. But you, you have to understand when when the events of Song of Ice and Fire are happening during the world of Game of Thrones and Westeros and Essos, magic has like disappeared from the world. Like magic is just. And you as definitely much as get a, a feeling of that too. Yeah, from watching you really you do. also like, feel like like you f- like even even when magic's first inter- introduced, I'm like, what? That doesn't seem like it like it fits. When I like when I was first watching the first season of Game of Thrones, the very end when she's like in the tower thing with the warlocks, I just thought I was like I was like, what the fuck's going on here? But whereas like the Witcher, it's always present like every like every single king has their court wizard or whatever you know like it's yeah like magic is yeah, is uh, yeah. I, extremely i totally agree world. with you there because it's well yeah with, with the witcher it's you know magic and fantasy this high fantasy is already it's already established much like it is in lord of the Rings series but well like with game of thrones it's you know magic has disappeared from the world and you know the the main sign that magic has returned to the world is towards the end of the first book which is called a game of thrones or season one of a game of thrones when danny's uh three dragons hatch from the fire and that is the sign that magic has returned to the world which from that point on it gradually gets more and more noticeable you know the dragons obviously get bigger and it just kind of rolls with it but yeah, I really did like how they, they you know, it's everything's just there. Everything's so established. I love the world building within The Witcher. And uh, I wanted to ask you uh, another question here um, about like, because I know a lot of people had like a little bit of concern with like the pacing of the show about, you know, like what mm-hmm. point in time that they're in, because it took me a while to figure that out. And I was like, oh, okay. It's there's like a chart out there that kind of explains everything. But uh, what what were your thoughts about like the pacing? Any concerns about it, or like the way the show was executed? Okay, so this one, when I finally (laughs) figured it out, I got so excited. Um, and it's actually really easy to understand because they only tell three perspectives throughout most of The Witcher, including in the books, the perspective of Geralt. Siri and Yennefer. I think in the books it's it's it might be just Geralt, but um, and sometimes Siri. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I haven't even gotten that far, so I don't. I don't really know. Um, but at least right. in the show, it's always those th- those three, and also the symbols at, at the beginning of each, um, of each like episode. Uh, towards the end, all came together, and it was Geralt, Ciri's, and Yennefer's symbol, which is a swallow, uh, as in the, the bird, and then. A wolf and Yennefer's, I think, was like a flower thing, um, and uh, so so Yennefer, Yennefer's story takes place in the past. Geralt's is in the present, and Ciri is in the future. And the last episode is where everything converges. So onto Ciri's present. So I think in the seasons going forward, it's going to all be happening at the same time. Um, I thought that it was interesting to do the TV, the the series, uh, the first season like that. However, I know people could find it extremely confusing starting off, and I feel like some people may be so confused or may find it's not worth it that they don't finish watching it. Because if it's together better, 
when you watch it as a whole rather than in parts. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Unlike yeah. the Irishman. <laughs> Got to watch that in little <laughs> minisodes, I swear. But yeah, I, I would definitely, I definitely agree, agree with you there. Um, like I said, it did take me a second to figure out what was going on, but I still enjoyed it all the same. And it was more for me, you know, I kind of had fun trying to figure out like, you know, who was alive and who was dead, but mainly the, the main key of figuring out like, okay, some of this happens in the past and the future was um, series aunt. Because I was like, wait, I definitely saw yeah, her die that's, earlier. That's where, that's where it clicked when Geralt, I think, I think I figured it out when Geralt arrives at her, um, her ball thing that she's having. And then they, they, then they do the whole thing with uh, yeah. porcupine dude. Um, <laughs> porcupine man. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's pretty interesting the way that they did it because like, because what, what you know, they, they kind of give you a piece of the puzzle as you're moving along, but to find out that 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 um, Geralt was actually um, there with Siri during the uh, when what was it Nilfgaard attacked um, Siri's kingdom? I yeah, it was, was very fascinating. I was like, yo, yeah, yeah. what? He was there? Like first episode, he was actually there at the first episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what was cool. And then, like and the very last the ending, I was like, "Oh man, this like this is actually a really well crafted together story." Like, I absolutely loved mm-hmm. it. And then, especially towards the end, when she, <laughs> he's he's riding on the uh, the back of like the uh, the uh, buggy, and it kind of reminded me of Skyrim. <laughs> I think I Dude, sent you a video I about that. that. Too. I, I was, it's like <laughs> you there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh you my were, god, you there, you there caught no! We, you were you were you were caught you were caught crossing the border with us." <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, everything connects to Skyrim now. It's so funny. I absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> but um, so I guess um, because I didn't actually didn't know this, uh, Yennefer's uh, quote unquote humble beginnings. I didn't know that she was like a quarter elf. Because, I mean, obviously, my first introduction to The Witcher was Witcher 2, Witcher 3, and I never read the books before, but I didn't know that, you know, that was where she originally came from. I was like, I was like, who is this girl? And then they say Yennefer. I was like, yeah, no. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know she had elf blood either, but I did know that she um, that uh, she was deformed before becoming a sorcerer. Um, right. Because uh, they touch on it in the books oddly um which i thought was actually extremely interesting to actually see her because she seemed i I don't know it was just she had a really good um arc in the yeah she really did a little uh, bratty at times but yeah that's that's my only critique of the actress is that sometimes she seems a little bit too childlike and bratty um, because Jennifer's yeah, because she like, didn't really seem like that. I mean, in the from games, the depictions of... that we're used to, she seems to be a very strong woman. That like, even if she's sad, isn't gonna be like bratty and whiny. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm just hoping that with time it gets better. Same thing with Siri because they're both very young, and I know this show. I think it was slated for like six more seasons or something. 
Yeah, it got confirmed for se- confirmed. Excuse me for season two before season one came out. Came out the same day as Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I think by the end of it, or like towards even the middle of it, like season three or four, I think it's really going to kick off with like everybody actually like settling into their roles, completely understanding their characters and stuff. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think I uh, I mean. But then there's times where her deliverance is just amazing. Like, you know, the very last episode when she's yelling at people. Yeah, that fireball was was like, parting the Red Sea? What's going on here, Yennefer? Like, it was crazy, wasn't it? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't want to mess with her. But I also didn't didn't know that, I mean, the concept of chaos in the TV show is something that I also found interesting. Because I haven't gotten that far in the books, to be honest. I'm only... I'm still on book one. I've only read like three or four chapters. I think we're both like around the same. Yeah, I'm 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 on book yeah. one as well. Yeah. So it's like so I actually uh, uh so what, fair, what did you think? Of- to be fair, me and Christian started to read the books before the TV show came out. Okay, so don't don't say we're we're on the hype train on that. Okay. Yeah. We were on yeah. the first. I, hype I train, honestly, which are three, not the <laughs> second one. <laughs> I was on the first live trade, not the second one. So check yourself. But yeah, it, I I feel like that's the same way with uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, or uh, especially with Game of Thrones when that uh, when when season eight came out. Like everyone around me, like automatically started wanting to watch it. I was like, I've been talking about this for like years, and you guys never wanted to hear me talk about this and now all of a sudden it's like oh hey hey, can i get your hbo password no you may not you better go watch on a one two three movies and leave me alone dude so like i was in barnes and noble over winter break um and they i i you know i i wanted to get you know some witcher books because my collection i only have like half of it Mm. i have like books one through four and then i have the two uh, (laughs) i'm um, collecting books i haven't read no i had books one through three and then i had the the two short stories correct to eventually read them hopefully uh before i die um (laughs) and then uh i asked them so like what what's your they had the one that i needed consecutively they had book four so i bought that but then like five six seven eight whole table it said as popularized on tv whole shit was sold out and I asked them, hey, do you guys have anything else? And they're like, nope, we're all sold out. So, like, they're sold out of the Witcher books, <sighs> which is, if had you had somebody asked me this two years ago, I would have said, absolutely not. I was, I would have said, like, no, dude, it's never going to gain mainstream attraction because it's just, you know, it's popularized by video games. And even though video games are bigger than the movie industry, um, still, for some reason, by the media, aren't as big, which is very odd. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so there was always going to be a stock of Witcher books. As a matter of fact, I don't even think you could ever go into a Barnes and Noble and buy the Witcher books. That's why I, I think about yeah. it. Yeah, there, there's actually uh, always that one on Amazon. place that I told you about that sells like pretty much anything under the sun, like records, games, books, movies, TV shows. Like that's yeah. honest, that's where I found all of my Game of Thrones books. Like for, for majority of them. Like I mean, it's 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 mm-hmm. like the small little pocket handbook, but that's where I found them and. Um, I've been meaning to look for the Witcher ones because I have the first, like chronolo- chronologically, I have the first book. So yeah, I just it, it it is kind of like, like I do you find do you feel like it's like off putting when it comes to, um, you know, something that obviously like you love and that you know everyone else is now just starting to figure out about it, but it's kind of like I guess you can say the hype train or like you know like 
everyone was talking about like Game of Thrones. It's like everyone was talking about how bad season eight was. I'm like, I guarantee that half of you guys didn't start watching Game of Thrones until like a year ago. And now you're starting to catch up and now you're trying to like bash the entire show. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people also will dislike things because it's popular to dislike it because they not even popular. Just they notice that a lot of people are disliking it. So therefore, when they do watch it, they try to rationalize how they can dislike it as opposed to just watching it to watch it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Because uh, like I've seen that with like. You see that with a lot of stuff. Also, I've seen some weird ass articles about people like not liking the Witcher. Yeah, I saw like, that. Can, can too. we just adri- can we address this? Yes. This yes. is very strange. And they're like, oh, they're it's so weird they're like oh it's actually a poorly written fantasy series that uh, uh that's very silly uh and it's only it's only good because it because uh it doesn't take itself seriously i'm like what the fuck do you mean it doesn't take itself seriously are you are you it's like did like, you are see you, those fight scenes uh, like are you hello from, like, canada i don't <laughs> oh my like, god Jared. <laughs> not even that it, also just the story to well at the canada <laughs> it also it's also just the storytelling in general it's like it doesn't it's great. It's good. It's how can you rationalize it? You got like a sixty percent of Rotten Tomatoes, strange. which isn't bad, but like that is a like I guess you could say it's a little bit concerning. from the audience or critics. Uh, ooh, I think it was. I think it was critics. Is that from I'm, audience? I'm pretty or sure critics? it was critics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the audience liked it a little critics bit. Critics don't mean shit on Rotten Tomatoes. You get, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's how I was with Skywalker. Dude, like professional critics, they're like trained to like not like movies unless they're like made by like. Hallmark I mean, or to be fair, know. it is their like, job, <laughs> and they might like a movie a lot that they score really low. But like, even with like Rise of Skywalker, like I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. As a Star Wars fan, they probably loved it. And but you know, as their job is to you know critique these movies dude, fairly and unbiasedly. Dude, but uh, look at this though. What season one of The Witcher? 66 tomato meter which is critics 92 percent audience how do how do critics give it a d audience gives it an a i don't know how do you have a letter grade difference of three letters bro honestly dude i have no clue and i feel like venom was the same way because critics like hated that movie and i did i did too but like audience loved it but it's like why how why like i i I don't know but i actually wanted to um so i know we were talking about yennefer earlier um uh what were your thoughts about uh tris yeah. marigold in this depiction sure. yeah because well, i know she's she's been getting so a little bit of hate be, online from my understanding really why i don't i mean dude, don't, don't. no she was fine she acted like how tris does yeah i dude even oh because she didn't have red hair that's what it was even in the witcher t- that doesn't really matter. Her hair was okay. Honestly, her hair was auburn colored, sort of like it was that like weird color where yeah. like it's like Mixed she had like strawberry brown. blonde hair. Yeah, if I if I recall, which is just essentially red. Um, uh, but like, dude, what like that is something that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I don't the, think it does. Like in the series, <laughs> like she's still. I thought she was perfect it's for, just weird. for her. I mean, role. she still matches because, like, I mean, I did too because Tris is Tris is supposed to be very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, at least from my understanding, from what I've seen in the games and uh, in other areas. Um, however, I know that in the games, I actually did ch- kind of fun, uh, kind of change the character, and that's totally fine. There, there's nothing wrong with um, adaptation from what it is in the books. Yeah, so. 
people so pe- so people that want this Trist to be the one from the games are not going to get that because these these this is Trist from the books. Even though maybe her uh, looks might be different, I think I think the personality is still the same. Um, if if I had a bet, I would say the personality is the same because uh, even though I haven't gotten that far in the book, I I from what I have seen so far, it looks like uh, Lauren uh, Schmidt has done a good job of adapting things from the yeah. book. Um, extremely well. Yeah, I I would definitely agree. You know, she like I I liked the uh, you know the mages guild or I forgot the correct term for it because I'm kind of drawing. It's it's been about eh, it's been about like maybe a few weeks since I finished uh, finished the actual season. I know that you know we're doing this the lot <clears throat> the no, what it's, it's the mages guild that it wasn't lodge that, that kind no, of, it's not lodge of yeah I think it's the mages guild yeah yeah well yeah so like they 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 kind of act like I mean between. Game of Thrones and Witcher, um, there are some similarities. I will say with like you know w- with the mages, they're kind of you know um, exported out as like advisors for certain kingdoms, and that's kind of how the um, uh, the maesters are mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. So that I kind of like that little parallel. So it's just something easy to latch on. Like oh okay, like and you know the world of the Witcher when it comes to Polish folklore. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the Mages Guild, and this is what the Mages do. They're here to keep the peace, whatever, whatever. Jedi, Jedi, blah, 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 whatever. Um, sorry, I went off the rails there for a second. But, um, yeah, man, can, for, can we talk about Geralt's bard? He's got some pipes, man. Like, I loved hearing him sing. What? Yes. <laughs> he is an excellent. Uh, like, just, he, he was just, funny when yeah. he needed to be funny. And, you know, with, between Geralt protecting him when they went to uh, Ciri's kingdom because he had slept with one of the uh, the, <laughs> the king's, like, wives or something like that. Yeah. And he was, like, terrified he's, to go back. He's funny. <laughs> I forgot his name, but I just <laughs> call him the bard. <laughs> uh, well, they, they in the show, it's Jaskier. Or or yes, I know it's it's Jaskier mm. in the show. In the in the games, it's Dandelion, and That's in right. the books, it is now. See, the thing is though, in the books, I think he's been called Jaskier or whatever, like maybe like a couple times. Because I I was confused about this, like why he has so many different names. He has so many different nicknames because his actual name is super long. There was one ep- one of the episodes he starts to say it, and then somebody like throws like. Throw, throws a rock at him or something like right before he can finish saying oh thing. yeah that's right because it's so <laughs> long um it's it's kind of like how yeah, Fez's so name, Dandelion's is, name is uh yeah his his name is he because he, he go he doesn't just do his name you know he does like his title so he has julian alfred pankretz viscount de luttenhove uh yeah yeah it better known as dandelion yeah. in the english translations however in polish they call him jaskier so that was actually good they actually just completely were just like hey why the fuck did the games start calling him dandelion let's just <laughs> call him what his name is which is jaskier so that was pretty good right for the tv show but yeah he has a long 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 super name. long name. i think it it's it, it even becomes long longer later because he kept he keeps, he keeps adding more titles yeah um, it's it's kind of like how in Game of Thrones. I know I keep yeah. bringing up Game of Thrones a lot, but um, for the uh, the king of the se- the ruler of the seven kingdoms, or even Daenerys Targaryen, she has so many titles. Mm-hmm. It's like Daenerys Starborn of House Targaryen, 
Queen of the Andals, uh, uh, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, blah, 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 blah. And it keep, you know, the, least, the list keeps going on and on and on mm-hmm. of House Targaryen. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I thought that was pretty funny. But um, mm-hmm. I know there's actually been a few rumors uh, for season two because we didn't get Vesemir in season one. Mm-hmm. But there's rumors that Mark Hamill. Yeah, but we did. We What's up? Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're good, man. No, keep oh. going. Yeah, rumors. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'll, there's, I mean, it's it's a rumor for now, um, but there's a rumor that uh, Vesemir will be played by Mark Hamill, but clearly I think it's just more fans wanting him to play. But I'm like, okay, just because someone looks like a character doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be perfect for the role. Not saying that Mark Hamill wouldn't do a good job, because I think he would. You know, he, he's he's a very renowned actor. We we all know this. Um, but sometimes I feel like I would kind of mm. want like an unknown actor. Yeah. New to play in these roles. Yeah. Because the only actor that's really known in this is Henry Cavill. But I think every other role you need to start introducing new people, especially for yeah. TV shows. Like. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Also, there is Vesemir's. Vesemir's voice is in it. Um, in the like one girl's on the cart and he's like hallucinating because because the uh, ghoul bit him and it poisoned oh, him. Oh yeah. Um he here he's remembering flashbacks to his childhood where his mother abandoned him. Um also for those that don't know, Geralt's mother is a sorceress. So it's interesting because somehow she was able to get pregnant with Geralt. Um which as a sorcerer well no no you you no you, you are know, you able, are able to, unless you're Yennefer you because she actually gave be, up. No yeah yeah you are well, yeah. If if you get the bodily customization thing, if if you train as a sorceress with the lodge or the or no the um, whatever those mm. people are, then you, and and get a and get altered or something and inducted, then you become sterile. But if you train elsewhere, you're not always sterile because that's always the thing in the Witcher books. It's like sometimes mages are sterile and sometimes they're okay, not. Okay, yeah, um, I got you. Most of the time they are if they're organized. But if if you're like a rogue one, you're not. Um. And apparently, at the very end, the person who saves Geralt is his mother. When he like can't see, yeah. and he's like, "Why did you abandon me?" And Geralt's like eighty. Geralt's like eighty years old, and he's still holding on to like life. This shit from his childhood. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, it is very interesting. I'm trying to look for the dude who does. Um, but yeah, here. Do, do you? Uh, yeah. While while you're looking for that, I was gonna ask. Do you think that they'll delve more into Geralt's? past because i know for a while oh definitely definitely yeah because yeah, i definitely would like to know what his mother is um and also the um I, w- I would love to know what his wish is to be completely honest but i gotta say i did love i love the use of- oh you're never gonna know what the wishes <laughs> <Son of, laughs> you're never gonna why? know what the witches what, what the wishes in the book andre Sapkowski doesn't even write what the wishes son of a bitch that's why they did it wow. like that. There are guesses to what the okay, wish is. That makes sense. Yeah. The best guess to what the witch is is that it tied both of their destinies together. That's the most concurrent. Well, yeah, I feel like that's the most so, common because they keep running into each other, especially yeah. with um inside of the show itself. But I mean, even like I wanted what did it write? And I also wonder if there was more I wonder if there was more layers to it. Like, I wonder if it's not just their destinies, but it might be like Geralt wished to settle down or something like that. Like, <laughs> with Triss. <I> <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> no. He was like, whoa. Uh, but like, but honestly, between him and Jennifer, and I think the actress uh, who plays Jennifer, like she's in her early 20s. I don't know how old Henry Cavill is. I would say he's probably oh, yeah. in like his like early 40s. Henry Cavill's 34. 34? Okay. No, he's 34. Oh, okay. 35. He's a yeah. nice looking chap. He's young. Yeah. But uh, I, I really like, I wanted to touch mm-hmm. on, I really like the uh, the CGI and practical effects that they used in this show. Like they really did try to, you know, make it to where it's just, it feels so real. You know, there, like, yeah, there was obviously some CGI here or there, but like even like the practical effects, like the makeup and everything between like every single monster that they encountered. But some of like, as we know, some of the uh, the monster fighting kind of, goes off screen so we don't see too much of it we see a little bit during mm-hmm. during the beginning and whatnot but it's mainly about the you know the destiny tie between siri and carol obviously but another thing i really did appreciate really quick uh and i wanted to get your thoughts on it was the uh like pretty much every single episode was like an hour and like i like appreciated that so much excellent excellent absolutely excellent I appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, I I thought it was a great massively. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know, because you could tell so much. In yeah, mind. that well, that end um with Carol with him being um, well not Carol, well, Harry Cavill with his muscles being so big, he went through so many like actual like what's your costumes because his muscles kept like ripping and like you know altering the uh the leather and the fabric that he was wearing. There was also a, a thing where for certain scenes, whenever he was shirtless, apparently, uh, yeah. in a scene, he would uh, have to do this controlled uh, dehydration technique um, for like a week so that when he actually shot the scene, the the skin on top of his muscles were so thin to make his muscles look more defined. Um, I, I, I was watching an interview with him. Or, yeah, yeah, an interview about that. Uh, and he was, ex- yeah, and he explained that like, it's like it's like hell to when they have to when he has to do a shirtless scene in like anything because they always make you like dehydrate yourself on purpose in in such a way where you lose the hydration in your yeah skin. and it's just it was just so weird but like yeah yeah it it is you know, I mean you know um, you, yeah no he's bu- he's bulkier he's bulkier for The Witcher than he was for Superman oh absolutely definitely so between fact. Superman and The Witcher do you, which which role do you prefer yeah. man Dude, he's doing a great girl. He is. He's doing a great girl. However, he's also the perfect, perfectly cast for Superman too. I don't. I mean, te- technically, the role of Superman still is his. They haven't, you know, said anything about a new Superman or. Technically, what... it is. They just haven't. It's <laughs> right. They haven't capitalized on they, it. I mean, no, they haven't. Not at all. But yeah, I, I think Henry's Henry's definitely making a name for himself here. You know, he's like we said before, he's. He's a huge fan of the books uh, for The Witcher, and he's a huge fan of of the games as well. So he kind of has an idea, even down to he has it down to a T, especially with his voice, and that's like the most important thing. And I know you asked me earlier which voice did I prefer, yeah. the video game Geralt or Henry Cavill? Yeah, which one? Uh, yeah, so so Doug Cockle as Geralt, which is the video games, or Henry Cavill as Geralt TV I, show? I uh, think. Which one? Well, okay, so we we know we, we know that witches don't really show as many human emotions. I would say that I mean, for the sake of TV, they kind of have to. That's actually not oh. true. 
because that is a misconception within the lore. That is a thing permeated by witchers themselves, so that um, it, it makes people afraid of them. Okay, witches do experience hell of emotions. Okay, well that makes yeah. total total sense <laughs> to be completely honest. Because I mean, you, you know, you you, yeah. you get Witcher and uh, you know Geralt in the in in the games, and he sounds a little bit more like Batman <laughs> than anything else, but. I mean, it's yeah. fine, and I like both voices. Now, Geralt may actually have something because he was subjected to more mutations than other witchers. Right. Um, but he still has emotions. You know, he still cries. He still gets angry. Right. People, as so we, yeah, as he gets yeah. mad at the bard for <laughs> literally just like yeah. <laughs> he's he's just a hard he's just a hard ass. His personality is he's just a hard ass. Yeah. That's that's why yeah. it's not. yeah that's true but yeah man so like you know we've been talking a lot about the witches season one um so i guess besides uh uh you know henry cavill as Geralt, who is like your favorite character of the show so thus far series ants um court dude oh yeah 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 um man i can't remember his name i i can't remember it wasn't Mousesack, was it? No, it wasn't uh, Mousesack. No. Was it Mousesack? Maybe. No, Mousesack was a Nazi dude. He was, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Oh, it is Mousesack. Oh, Mousack. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. look at that. Mousesack. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Adam Levy. Yeah. Um, Hell of a dude. But. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah, his character's amazing. Yeah. I uh, unfortunate that he's dead but his character is amazing yeah um, as, as people you know yeah. didn't figure out now this is a spoiler warning or a spoiler podcast review whatever you want to call it but yeah, yeah i really did like um i i think yennefer did Heck a great a job uh anya who played yennefer you know like i would say especially her yeah, transformation scene was just like she was so determined i was like that really looks like it hurts but you know, she gives up. She didn't even take any anesthesia. Dude. I know. Well, like you know, she gives up. You know, she's sterile. <laughs> now she's like, oh, I want it back. And I'm like, wow, you're kind of a brat. But <laughs> like, you just want everything now that you're, you know, yeah. beautiful. And you know, and apparently the reason why of her deformity is because that she is a quarter elf, and you know that kind of, I guess, really. Apparently, I think they said it in the show at some point, but I mean, she never goes back home. I thought she was going to, I mean, I think she serves the kingdom of her home, of which her home, her home resides. Yeah. Initially she yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty interesting. What's weird is what they were foreshadowing in the show, which was hella cool. What they foreshadowed on the show was initially they were trying to get her to be the, um, to be the court wizard for uh, Emperor Emperor Amir of Nilfgaard, um, which I know in the later books she does become. I'm not positive. I know in the game she is um, right, but Amir becomes a central character much, much later uh, in the story because he's Ciri's, uh father. Right, right, um, right. So. Yeah, 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 he yeah. gets essential later. So it's like, you know, when I've had a lot of people ask me about mm-hmm. Siri, and they're like, oh, you know, like, so, like, why is she so special? What's her power? I'm like, she just 
and I never really know what to like clearly say because it's like, oh, um, she just has a lot of. She has a power that no one else. It's, it's it's like a rare power, and I know Ethan was asking uh, one of our buddies for everyone l- listening. Uh, he was asking, does you know does Siri eventually become a Witcher? And the answer to that is yes. If you read the if if you've read all the way through the books, but we kind of got that from the games because that was an adaptation of the books as well. The answers the answers like yes, but like also no. Like in practice, yes. In genetics, right, no. Right. Um, because witchers are be- subjected to mutations. Um, but because Siri is who she is, she can be on par with the regular witcher because of her Abilities. powers themselves. Um, so she has something called the Elder Blood. Um, which is uh, she's a descendant of some elf. Um, called Lana Doran, who predicted a, um a prophecy of the end times um, where the wild hunt would return and try to like re uh, the wild hunt would return and try to um, combine all of the spheres. So the spheres in the witcher universe, the different universes, the wild hunt would try to come and combine the spheres again. Um, and uh, it would basically lead to like the end of the world. So that, plot is actually the witcher 3 plot <laughs> actually finishes yeah. the whole wild hunt like all that Geralt series story right. the witcher 3 is the conclusion like legitimately it is the conclusion um the actual conclusion is blood and wine is the end end like after the siri arc blood and wine is supposed to be the end of Geralt's arc um yeah which which is excellent uh it's a great story yeah um, i got to check it out i i i know i do, i know i need to so i <sighs> It's dude, you need to do Hearts of Stone yeah. first though, because that is yeah the characters introduced, dude, are so like you're gonna be like yo, what the fuck? You're, you, well, yeah, I mean, you, oh. you, yeah, and obviously the Hearts of Stone is what I said. Hearts of Stone is better than the than the main game, in my opinion, even though it's much much shorter, dude. <laughs> so is Blood and Wine. I don't. know. I like the DLCs more than the main game. Uh oh. Uh oh, says something. Um, <laughs> it's like hot take. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much of a hot take that is because I know a lot of people keep talking about the, um, you know, the the main, well, not the main story, but the side stories. Well, the the two DLC that come together essentially make one full mm-hmm. game. So it's kind of like you get you're getting two games in one. Um, no, just blood and wine is one. Oh, full just game. blood and wine. Just just oh, blood and wine. I remember one of my uh, just blood and wine is the size of The Witcher Two. Oh, what? Okay, now I definitely gotta play. Think about that. Okay, I'll play. I'll play. Yeah. Well, now, now since Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven isn't coming out, we're all good to go. You know. Well, not until later on this year. So I actually have. It's coming out. It's. I mean, it's just delayed. I mean, yeah, it's delayed till like September though. So I definitely have time. You know. I don't know. But anyway, I wanted to move on here. Um. So, uh, one last question. Uh, before we kind of want to move on to some things about season two, but uh, this will kind of like conclude like our main talk for uh, season one. But I guess I wanted to ask you really quick: uh, Did did season one uh, meet your expectations? Yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, definitely met my expectations. Um, I heavily, I heftily enjoyed it. Actually, it was so I enjoyed it so heavily that um, when I viewed uh, what you might call it. Um, 
the uh the the what, which episode is it hold on let me go to what's it with this trigger uh, my wiki here i pulled it up <laughs> yes because that is the first story of the witcher ever written that was so sad i was like so excited i'm like to, oh my like, gosh directly i've gotten this far in the book <laughs> I'm like i know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah i was like i was like when it's when it started, I was like, I was like, I know, I know what's happening. Oh my god! It was amazing. <laughs> that fight was insane, dude. Just, ugh, bit the crap out of her too. I was like, dude. I, I also like how they actually made her scary. They actually made her scary, and I wasn't. Yeah, man. The makeup, the practical effects was insane. Scary. And it was. It great. was great. It was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um. For me, um, I would definitely say that this show definitely exceeded my expectations. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect from the show because everyone just likes, for whatever reason, likes to like crap on everything new. Uh, between this and especially like Watchmen, I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're both like really, really good shows. So, uh, suck it. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I I really did enjoy it, man. You know, I'm I'm heavily excited for series. Uh, not series two wow <laughs> season two of the witcher um i really like how mm-hmm. you know the cliffhanger at the very end when siri finally meets up with girls and she, she's just like who's yennefer and then boom completely just cliffhanger right there but um yeah. i just wanted to move like, on bro where the fuck did yennefer go yeah and yeah and and letting it roll yeah I don't know where she went, man. She was part in the Red Sea. She was defending everyone on that hill. It was like insane. That was it crazy. Was so crazy. I absolutely loved it. But um, she's powerful. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> but yeah, that pretty much uh, concludes uh, our talk for season one. It's one of the get into some key topics really quick of uh, season two. Oh, the things that we know at least for right now. So there's a few surprising facts here and that is uh well with witcher 2 uh they said the release date uh for the year at least should be sometime around 2021 um obviously you know we have the returning cast henry cavill anya chalarota what chalatra sorry i'm but I'll just say the name for you you could just and freya allen (laughs) and freya allen and um you know, season yeah. two showrunner again will be uh, Lauren S. Hisrich uh, uh, because she also uh, uh, was a showrunner for season one and wrote um, season one as well. And this was actually announced, well, season two was announced around, I think it was like October, end of October, like October 31st. It was like some uh, six weeks before uh the before the first season's debut they're like oh we're gonna have a season two but henry cavill actually went on i think it was uh instagram he did a little message and he's like yeah you know season two where we're coming back on it uh it's definitely going to be a lot more linear is what they said and also i don't know if you know this jared mm-hmm. um netflix orders a i didn't even know about the other thing oh uh, the the witcher anime the anime yeah Yes, I know. About it's that. supposed to order from a Korean animation house called uh, Studio Mir, M-I-R. Uh, and apparently the anime will explore a new powerful uh, powerful threat facing the continent. Um, it's also said that The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf will expand the world of The Witcher's live action show. So I'm assuming that will be the name of The Witcher anime. Um, it, but it's kind of unclear 
um, if it'll work uh, canonically with one another. I pulled a lot of the stuff from The Verge, especially for uh, the season two stuff. So, but um, they, and also uh, really quick, Netflix announced uh, via deadline that pre-production will begin early 2020 um, with a view date um, sometime, like they said, within 2021. Um, And uh, I guess Lauren uh, Hissrich, the the director slash writer, she said they don't have a target launch date as launch date, excuse me, as of yet. But she did offer a warning to those expecting mm-hmm. it sooner rather than later. She says that we don't want to rush the product that doesn't benefit anyone, which I absolutely love how people just understand that you can't just rush a good thing. And if you want your show to be successful mm-hmm. and if you want your show to do very well and be received well by audiences and critics alike that you need to take your time with it but obviously not too long but you don't want to just rush something just because you know you've had this um this this positive reaction of the first season but yeah that um that pretty much concludes everything I wanted to talk about for The Witcher. Was uh, did you have any last comments, questions, or concerns uh, before we wrap up here, Gerard? Gerald? <laughs> yeah. So no. Uh, yeah. So I looked up um, the voice actor for Vesemir in the flashback because you never mm. see him, but you know you see a shadow. Um, it's Theo James from Divergent. So they're definitely going to replace him because this dude does not <laughs> look old in any regards. He looks like he looks like James Franco and like his little brother combined into one. Um, yeah, he just does not. Like, he's not going to play Vesemir. He can't. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really hope they they find a actor who is best suited for the role. Um, I mean, if, if it ends up being. Um, you know, uh, Mark Hamill. That's that's really cool. But again, like I said, I would really like to see um someone else just take the reins when it comes to this. Someone unknown. So you know, it's it's always fun to see you know like these uh, superstars and all of these new uh, productions and new uh, projects that they're working on. But let's let's give the uh, the un- unsung heroes of Nilfgaard a. <laughs> a uh, chance here but um yeah as i said before uh that was our uh review uh of season one slash discussion but really quick actually i wanted to get your score of season one so what would you rate this out of a hundred because that's what me and Devin has been have been doing pretty much rating uh movies or tv shows we're rated out of a hundred we feel like it gives you a more wiggle room instead of just doing oh you know like an 8.5 out of 10 which is fine too but uh what would you give the oh. uh the witchers i think it's a it's a 92 92 out of 100 92. okay all right i would definitely have to say the only reason it's not like a straight a mm-hmm. the only reason it's not a straight a is because it um you know like uh, i liked the way that they, you know, that it wasn't linear, that it was all jumbled up. But I also understand that that can be extremely confusing to people mm. when it's storytelling. And I also um, thought that stuff with Yennefer could have been a little bit more, in terms of her acting, could have been a little bit more 
planned out ish because there are scenes where she has a whiny voice, not even is whining. She has two different voices that the actress goes between. She has a very strong one and then her whiny one. Yennefer, to my understanding, is just a strong voice con- consistently. And so it just seemed there was a bit of a disconnect there because I was supposed to be looking at a woman, but I kept seeing a girl. Um, right. If that made any yeah. sense. But other than that, everything else was was phenomenal. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. So with, yeah, on Yennefer's part, it, it was kind of like a... Um, pretty much like a, a little kid inside inside of a of an adult body or just her her values you know or her her morals because um i forgot uh the <clears throat> the archmaster the headmaster not even her values i'm just addressing the act oh the act okay the acting itself i'm just addressing that okay yeah i'm, I'm not yeah, sure what that's else that's why i gave it a 92 not the right yeah yeah so 92 for the season overall um, for me, I, I would definitely have to, um, I'll probably, uh, I would give this like a 94. All right. Well, <laughs> so apparently <laughs> Jared c- completely cut out for like <laughs> the last, like, bro, to me, years. Christian cut out. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just, I just thought you were letting me talk. I'm like, oh, no, wow, he's been there's like, moments where I kept saying like, Christian. Christian and I saw you know the little like squiggly line thing recording my voice and your shit was just not yeah happening oh it, I like what? It, it got everything from from ours so that's weird don't you worry I I, I got everything it's all right but yeah uh, probably just a website let's just wrap this up yeah probably it's all right though I mean we're trying out different recording methods here to see what uh works best uh for us so I mean, it is what it is, but um, <laughs> so that actually officially uh, wraps up our review of the season one of The Witcher. Uh, Jared gave uh, The Witcher a 92 out of 100. I gave it a 94. So we clearly both like this uh, show very much. I really hope it gets a physical release. Uh, same thing as they did with Stranger Things. But I uh, just wanted to thank you, Jared, for tackling uh, this review with me. And we'll definitely have to have you back on for more uh, pods in the future. I know you've been pretty yeah. busy, you know, with school and whatnot and your uh, your girlfriend and whatnot, you know, do, do, doing all that. That's yeah. sweet little uh, lovey-dovey stuff, so it's all good. But um, just want to let everybody know at home that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all major podcast platforms at Film Optics, and Optics is spelled O-P-T-I-X. And don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts and toss that five-star review our way and leave a comment about the pod. And also, if you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Wow, that's a lot. <clears throat> it really helps us out uh, with placement and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Jared, any last words? Toss a coin to your witcher. When a humble bar graced a ride along with Geralt of Rhyth, along came this song. When the white wolf fought a silver-tongued devil his army of elves at his hooves did they revel. They came after me with masterful deceit, broke down my loot and they kicked in my teeth. While the devil's horns minced our tender meat, and so cried the witcher, he can't be bleed. 
Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty.